be getting the starting offense probably for a couple quarters. What do you want to see from them just, you know, a couple weeks before the regular season? Yeah, similar thing as, you know, we talked about week one or preseason week one of seeing just a clean operation. You know, you want to see clear communication. It's our chance to be at home. You kind of want the butterflies of these guys getting in a game and understanding they're about to get tackled. Uh, you know, there's pressure on the line. If you don't convert, you're, you're punting and all that type of stuff. So you really just want to try to get that smoothed out for the guys so that week one, it's not the first time they've felt that way or communicated in a huddle or broken a huddle together and all that stuff. So um, clean operation from a communication substitution standpoint. And then you want to see them execute. Again, it's still a somewhat of a core game plan for us. It's not exotic stuff. So you just want to go out and see clean execution out of these guys making plays too. Press, uh, uh, what's your plans for the second half as far as CJ and Nathan? And do we read anything in the fact that Nathan didn't get a whole lot of reps yesterday in team periods? Um, no, I mean, it'll continue to be CJ will get the first action coming out of the half, and then Nathan will get an opportunity if, if the situation fits. Um, that's not necessarily – it doesn't always go that way. So, again, we're saying it. It's not stamped. It's not in concrete or anything like that. Things could change. I think that's kind of the one thing is we reserve the right to change depending on whatever happens within a situation, a game, today, tomorrow, um, whatever that may be. But, you know, CJ continues to be our, our second quarterback, and Nathan's continuing to compete in that third role right now. Nate had in the two team periods yesterday. Is that anything to read into that? Uh, no, I mean I think that's just you know our second quarterback takes the the second amount of reps or the second majority of the reps, and then the third quarterback gets the next ones after that. What kind of Harris? Uh, Jacob's done a good job so far. I mean there there there's only been so many opportunities where it's live bullets are flying, people are trying to tackle the ball carrier, but um, he's a guy that's done it in this league, you know, in, in competitive situations. So he's got a tape out there plus the things we've seen from him, but we feel like it's, it's a role um, he could certainly contribute to. Do you have a sense that Trevor's really humming right now, ready to kind of, uh, for lack of a better term, pick up where he left off last year? It, it feels that way. I mean, obviously, you got to prove it every down in this league. Um, but it certainly seems like he's kind of picked up where he left off at the end of the season and carried that through the entire offseason, not necessarily training camp, to where – you know, it feels like we're light years ahead as an offense of where we were at this time last year. Um, so, but again, it, this, in this league, you got to prove it every single down. It doesn't matter how you feel; it matters how you perform. So that, that's what we want to continue to see from all our guys. How different is the offense in terms of what he likes to do? What you guys are tailoring it to him, as opposed to last year, you just kind of threw it all out. Um, I don't know, because I think you start with a certain vision of an offense, and then. Kind of week to week, you would change a little bit. You'd tailor your approach to attack a certain defense or really not necessarily even attack a certain defense, but to win a game. Because a lot of times, like, we need to take into account who we're playing on offense, how the big picture of what gives our team the best ability to win is, like, how that's reflected in the way we play on offense. And then within a game, you've got to be able to kind of ebb and flow. But I think just in terms of where we thought we'd be last year, where we were last year and where we are now, I think there'll be – maybe some of the bread and butter things that we felt like Trevor got really comfortable at fit our personnel, but then we have new personnel. So how do we mix in Calvin? How do we mix in Brenton Strange, Tank, those types of guys and fit their skill set to uh, kind of continue to evolve our offense and grow our offense? Is, is there a feeling maybe from the guys or with Trevor with all the playmakers you have that if this offense really gets rolling, it's kind of unstoppable or could be unstoppable? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'd like to think all our guys feel that way. 
Um, but again, like we said, it's it's a down to down league. So you got to bring it every single time. You got to be able to execute regardless of the circumstance. Um, so it really doesn't matter how you feel or what you think of something. It, it's what you put on tape, how you perform really for those three hours each Sunday. Conversation after the NFL changed the rule for quarterbacks, the third quarterback, was there a conversation about should we keep three? Do we need to keep three? Can we just keep going business as usual with a guy in the practice squad? We've had those conversations here and there, and and I think it's really kind of a case by case, week by week basis, really. I mean, there may be a situation you keep that guy in the 53, but um, if you're light in another position, you need the bodies and you're healthy at quarterback, maybe that week you don't have a third quarterback, however that looks. Um, so it could be. Yeah, I don't know. I think just like anything in this league, things could change so quickly. Everything's down to down, game to game, whatever it is. So I don't know that there's one blanket philosophy we have on that situation necessarily. Is that really too too concerning, the third quarterback thing? I mean, it seems like that doesn't really happen too often where your starter and your backup go down and then you have to bring in a third guy. Is that really a concern? Um, I mean, I, I think part of it you take into account the health of your quarterbacks at the moment. So if you had one that was going in maybe injured a little bit and would be a little more likely to re-injure or something like that, maybe then the value would be having another one. Um, but it's one of those situations where you don't need it until you need it. So all of a sudden you're in the NFC Championship game as the Niners were when kind of the, the talk of this thing all rose up and all of a sudden it happened and you don't have it. And so, um, you know, I, I know they did it a couple years back with the, the third quarterback being available and went away from it and have gone back to it. So I think they're just continue to try to meet the needs of whatever's going on within the league in that certain time frame and come up with the best rule for it. But I think each team's philosophy is probably going to change on how they approach it. And I think it should based on week-to-week situations. When you're in the room kind of figuring out who the number six receiver is going to be, is that do you defer to special teams? and Or do you, do you, fight, you have to fight for your guy? Um, I mean – we try to work together. So when we go through our offensive personnel evaluations just as a staff, Heath and Luke are in the room with us. And we want to hear their opinion and all that because we understand the big picture of the roster development. Now, if you get to ask me, do you want a defensive guy or an offensive guy, I'm always going to fight for the offensive guy because I'm the offensive coordinator. But we all understand Doug and Trent's, uh, you know, their role in shaping the whole roster and understanding the big picture of everything. So, you know, we all understand that. We want to be able to to present the most useful information for them. So there's a lot of times, again, like I've said a couple times, if our top four are healthy, really you're assuming that fifth guy is going to get four or five snaps on offense if all goes well. So, yes, then we would defer to how Doug, Trent, Heath see that role for us. When you're having those roster conversations, how do you kind of balance a veteran who maybe has been there, done that, or a young player who you think the future is bright for? How do you – Again, it's all case by case. I mean, you know, you'd get into all sorts of factors. And a lot of times that goes beyond us. That goes to Trent and Doug and understanding maybe the salary cap fits, whatever. There's a ton of factors that you could involve in it. A lot of times you'll go to experience of the player, maybe potential development if there's certain close uh, closeness, um, health history, whatever it may be of what you project long term for certain players in that battle. But Again, I, I don't think there's a certain – you always go with the young guy. I think it's a, it's a case-by-case. Case. What are we looking at right now? What are we dealing with big picture-wise to make the best decision in that moment? Sorry, Coach. Uh, from your perspective, what makes head coach Doug Peterson so good working with these tight ends and making them so great? Well, I, I, I don't know necessarily that it's um, the tight ends in general. I think it's just 
the pass game, the way he sees things, the way we want to feature the best possible matchups. So he obviously came from Kansas City where Travis Kelsey was a great player. In Philadelphia, we had Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. They were great players. So we did everything we could, at least in Philly, to utilize great players. So here, I think you see even we've had probably better success statistically with outside receivers or slot receivers than we ever had at our time in Philly because we feel like those were great matchups for us. Um, so certainly tight ends and dominate in the middle of the field and there's somebody that whether they're matched up on linebackers or safeties, you hope you have the talent at that position that could exploit that matchup. And I think that's something that Evan brings to us. Brenton continues to have a role moving forward and um, trying to feature the same ideas. Thanks, Chris. Yeah. Thanks, Chris.